What's going on, everybody? You are in the Hacker Valley studio with yes, your hosts, sir. Ron and Chris. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again, along with a special guest, Daniel Mead, Director of Sales from K2 Cybersecurity. That's right. Hello. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. I'm, I'm extremely honored. Man, we've been trying to get this nailed down schedule wise for months now Too long. I, I feel like I, <laughs> I I'm a salesman persistent I just kept ha hacking away I'm, after, you know what I'm mean? glad you did it, it wasn't on me I wasn't like you know I really don't like this guy <laughs> I'm just gonna string him along until he like just gives up but no thank you so much for your your patience thank you for your persistence glad to finally have you here I think you have a, a super interesting background, and and I didn't tell Ron on purpose because I wanted him to hear this <laughs> on air. But uh, for the folks that, that listen that don't know you just yet, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing now. How far back is my, do you want me to go on my background? <laughs> uh, I, I want you to go back to where everybody jaw drops at that part of the story. So right before that. <laughs> wow. So you, now, the, the, again, there's different parts of my background where there's jaw dropping happening. So, yeah. but I'll start, I'll start with my, my, my career. So I started my career early. I, I left uh, junior college here locally in Redwood City. I was playing basketball at Kenyatta College and took it. I got, uh, I was in a hoop it up tournament and I was actually brought in as a ringer, which is not the best. I mean, I wasn't that good, right? I'm playing JC ball. So but and the guy I met ended up being a mentor of mine, and he was in the video game industry. So I went into do a rotoscoping. That's how old I am. So they they did a rotoscoping of me, which is eight cameras set up, and then they made the animated characters out of the, that film, right? It's a video game, right? So and then that led to because I was deep deep into sports at that point, and so they needed a, a data entry guy to rate the players and so strength jumping ability you know all that so i did the database entry and started that way and then the guy who um, became my mentor uh, who has passed away so god rest his soul recently yeah me too he's way too young way too young but he set it up to where he knew he was going to take another job and he made it so that i was the only guy who could really complete the product that we were working on which was a david robinson again dating myself basketball the admiral oh, as it were right nice, yeah. so when he left i went from a data entry guy to an associate producer kind of by default which ruffled some feathers you know in the organization but nonetheless that was my start in the in the company and i went from there to sony down in, in la and we took over a company in san diego which i then headed up for a minute and that again just go over well with the company that we had taken over and then from there i went to electronic arts in canada i lived in canada for a little while in western canada bc at electronic arts and did their triple play baseball and then i you know being young because i was in my mid-20s at that point early 20s actually 23 23 i think it was so and i had made some money on some stocks and i thought you know so there was something more to life so i i bounced and went to uh, lake tahoe and started a granite and marble installation business thinking I could live off my, you know, earnings and whatnot. And guess what? <laughs> no, they, the, the story wasn't over. So I, that brought me up to my about 30, just, just about my 30th birthday. And my mom was like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get real about life? When, you know, all the things that moms do. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, God. You know, I started thinking about it again because I was living the life of Riley up there. You know, would do a couple jobs, snowboard, mountain bike, dirt bike, whatever. And so... Moved back to the Bay Area and took a job 
talk about humility, which we were talking about earlier, but mm-hmm. I took a job thinking I was going to be walking and just be a sales guy. And no, I took a job with Barracuda Networks as a telesales guy. So we were in a room about this big with six of us just cold calling, just getting yelled at every day, day in, day out wow. and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And that led to the progression. So I was with Barracuda for about a decade. So for 10 years. So, and that's I considered a bunch of people from that my family to this day you know that was a great experience and saw the evolution of a company from a small you know under 100 people to you know to over you know thousands of people and publicly traded and whatnot so that was a real experience for me right and so that brings us up to almost current so now i'm dating myself really because i gave up the ages so people are going to be able to piece it together but it was time to go you know a decade at a security company is or at a tech company in general is that's lifetimes right so a long time. people start to go why isn't he leaving why isn't he leaving why I mean, something's wrong with this kid but uh, so i did a couple short stints at a, a ddos company and another security based israeli based company mm-hmm. and then landed at, at k2 so and again, I was mentioning earlier, you know, coming into a company that has momentum, right, and not understanding that you're you're, you know, coattailing that. Right. It's a humbling experience to to get the zero to ten customers and do where just change hats constantly. Yeah. Uh, secretary answering phones, mailman getting the door, you know, all yeah. of it. So, it's been humbling but exciting, right? And so that led us to the what we want to talk about because humility and security, right? Yeah. Just the ability to t- to step back and take a look at an honest look at what your posture is in your life or in security and, and understand that there are vulnerabilities. You're, you've got to be vulnerable to do that and, and be willing to do that. So, yeah. So that's, that brings us up to current. I don't yeah. know that his jaw yeah. dropped at all. <laughs> it did. I, I've already put it back I, in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw his brain. Do you remember hoop it up from back in the day? No. Is, that is Hoop It Up not a thing anymore? I don't know. I don't know oh. if it is. I haven't heard Hoop It Up since, I don't know, I was like a teenager maybe. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, so. I'm older than both of y'all, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Hoop It Up. I remember the games you were talking about. What, what was the favorite, your favorite game that you were a part of, if you could pick one? If I could pick one, well, so the, the, uh, in Canada, the EA group that I worked with up there, they had Madden up there. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry, not Madden. They had NHL. Yep. Um, and, and a couple other ones. So triple play baseball is probably the, the best game, but that's because the technology was progressing so much. So it went from 8-bit SNES and like, you know what I'm saying, yeah. into 64, you know, into, in, into the, you know, Sony Computer Entertainment. And I worked for Sony ImageSoft, which was, would eventually become the entity of SEEA, which is PlayStation yeah. and all that. Right. So talk about bad timing i'm like oh time for me to bounce out of this company (laughs) what (laughs) whoops but uh it is what it is right so no that's awesome are you uh a complete sports head now or have you kind of let that season pass you know it's funny because i was talking with my coworkers today as i was like how you know i I got nervous like the older i get the less confident i am and i guess that's good because humility is humility and gratitude will get you farther in life than confidence ever will in my in my opinion it's a it's a fine balance right but and so when you do something for a living or when you do something that you have a passion for that all of a sudden becomes your job, mm-hmm. I, in my experience so far, I haven't found that magical combination. It, it takes the, the luster away from it. So I don't play video games at all anymore. You know, and that, yeah. that went away real quick because I'm just, just testing the same video games and just playing for hours and hours and hours. And 
understanding that. But sports I'm still into. Like I, where I grew up uh, in Belmont, which is on the peninsula in between San Mateo and Redwood City, for those of you who know the area well, it was Giants, Niners. Like that was, there was no, and then when I moved to the South Bay in 2005, there was like Raiders, Giants fans. Like Raiders had, and you know, in the seasons I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, A's, Niners. Like, right. you know what I mean? There was a, there was, and I was like, you know, because we're at the bottom of the bay where you could make it to either Coliseum, you know, the yeah. Coliseum yeah. or the stadium right. going either way. So, uh, so diehard Giants, Giants fan and Niners fan. Baseball was my passion as a, as a kid. Baseball, soccer and, and basketball were my three, my three sports. But so, yeah, I, I still follow sports, not, not as religiously as I did. I grew up with Barry Bonds, little brother. So we, okay. he was, I ran with him for a number of years and he's on the East Coast now. But and he's still in baseball. He's doing a hitting camp. He does a hitting camp with his with with his family. That's what his his business is. But uh, so not so much. Like life gets so crazy that yeah, you know if you have the luxury of sitting down and enjoying a game with your boys, then you know, good for you. So, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't it just yeah. So that's not what I would, that's how I would answer that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I mean, speaking about what you were talking about with humility, uh, and Ron, I'd love to get your perspective because I know you see a lot of environments. Do you see any organizations that show like zero humility? They're just so confident in whatever their posture is that they don't think anything's a problem. There's uh there's always one. There's always yeah. there's always one. There's yeah. there's uh and it might not be an entire organization. It could just be an individual that I or my team work with, but for the most part no. I think that there's so many aspects to what your career could have and what is going to be what you're going to experience in cybersecurity or technology it's so vast that you have to be humble you can't Mm. know everything you got to ask questions otherwise it's going to be extremely hard to do your job and learn something new yeah for sure for sure and why i do i as a sales guy i probably get different answers than than you guys get you know (laughs) what i'm saying right so i there's a stigma attached with i guess there's a stigma attached with everybody's uh title but so i hear you know, I have X in it. I have so and so. I have ABC. I don't need. I don't need you. And I'm like, really? So did Capital One. So did Equifax. You know, what I mean, so, and I think that might just be a punt, just because they don't want to talk to a sales guy kind of thing. Right. right. But that said, there, if you close off to any experience as being a possibility, or you know, I I, I have this conversation often where. And it's a fine line because if you can't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. But you also have to be, you can't get rigid in your line of thinking and thinking that, oh, I'm set. Like, I'm done. Like, this is it. Because then you stop learning, like you said. And every experience, whether it be, my dad taught me, you treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO or the president of the company because, you know, it's a fun, everybody's function is important, right? And so, and you never know who's going to be who in your travels, right? So, and, and more so than that, that's just, humanity that's just good you should because no one's better than anyone else based on what they what they do as a for a living you know what i'm saying and and no one you know not 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 everyone or i don't know if in my case you don't get to choose you know what you're born into or what things you'll deal with so you know so it's uh it's pretty interesting that you say that because right before we started recording you talked about like now that you're part of a, lar- a smaller organization, there's a lot more you have to do. So it, you could truly appreciate everyone's part, you know, like what, what, like you, you're, what you were saying, whether they're the janitor or whoever it is that works there, you know, everyone's depending on each other at the, yeah. at the workplace or even yep. in, in, your, in your network. Well, that's the teamwork aspect of, of n- not just network security, but just in general in life. And, you know, 
you always hear about the front man in a band or, you know, the star, you know, quarterback on a football team or whatever. But the reality is no no quarterback is a star without that O-line, you know what I mean? And no yes. running back is a star without that, you know, with all the different parts in play. And sometimes it's easy to lose, lose sight of that and get, you know, a not right image of who you are and what your importance is. And so you have to understand the intricacies and and that's something that comes with maturity in any at any level. Like you see young sports stars that talk about them this this that, and as they get older, the the first thing they do is thank their left guard or, or you know what I mean they understand that it's those guys and their job and them doing their job that allows them to be successful, right? And it's a team win. I heard I forget who it was, one of the Niners, talking about how Garoppolo is taking flack for for not be not being um, involved in the game because you know Monster had such an monster game right and he, he they're like at this level we all know that everyone pl- you know plays a, a part and it's a, we just want to we want to win together we win together and lose together and oftentimes in life you know success has many fathers and failures and orphan and that's that's not right. the way to look at it right you mm-hmm. know so one thing that, that stood out in our interactions because we had an initial phone call and then we had a series of emails back and forth and it's, it's so funny because you, you put a lot of uh, humor and comedy mm. in, in your correspondence. <laughs> but, then, but I also sense a bit of, of humility as well because I think if you open yourself up, especially being a, a sales professional, you're able to make connections a little more you know, positively rather than right. coming in as just a salesperson and you're just trying to make the sale. You're not trying to build that relationship. But so how did, is that something that you had to work on over time or is that something just you've just always had? If I'm on it, no, no, definitely not. Like I definitely was the initial young sports guy going, oh, me, 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 me. I, yeah, I right. thought I attributed all my success and, and my position to, to just my good looks and whatever charm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's a, I think there, if you're lucky, if you're, if you're blessed to have a humbling in life, because if you don't, you can go through your whole life like that, you know what I'm saying? And, you know. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to go through things more than once, but, but the humbling in life is, is something that is, is essential to growth as far as I'm concerned. And the humor comes, not just my family, my dad is, is a funny, funny man, but mm-hmm. I think you have to be able to, to not take yourself seriously, so seriously, because times, there's times where life gets real serious. And I mean, if you, if you go that path, it can take you down a dark, dark road, you know, yep. and the, the ability to take off the, the mask or whatever you want to say and, and just, uh, and just have a good laugh at yourself. Cause I often joke, if you can't laugh at yourself, no one else can laugh at you, which is not, not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily true. Cause All they right. can laugh when you're, when you're, when you're, you know, yep. licking your wounds or whatnot. But mm-hmm. again, we also mentioned before we started like the, the Martin Luther King and, and, you know, the true measure of man is not where he stands in times of comfort and convenience, but rather where he stands in times of hardship and controversy, when, yep. which boils down to, you know, it's easy to it's easy to love everybody being great and be cool and be happy and when everything's going your way. But it's it's in the times when, you know, things are down. Are you still able to, you know, smile at someone and change their day or, you know, be gracious with your time or, or whatever it is? You know, what I'm saying so that's right. that's so the humor part that comes from looking at myself and seeing how ridiculous I allow myself to get at certain stages of my life, you know, right. having not focused or, you know, missing uh, the lesson in something and having to recircle back and, and, and relearn it or so, you know. So I think it's essential in life because laughter is the best medicine, and I believe that, Right. you know, because uh, the tears you cry in, in when you're just rolling with your friends like ah, they're the same tears that your your sorrow produce you know what i'm saying so they're 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 it's a fine line you know so how do you, i mean that that's such a, a deep thing that you just said but like trying to find that strength 
to smile and then help someone else smile if they're not having a good day. You're both having a bad day at that same time, but you're like, you know what? I'm going to grit through and I'm going to make this person smile. Where, where does that come from? Like, how do, how do you get that energy? Wow. You know what? I don't know. I like, and honestly, I'm, I'm, that, this is a lesson that I seem to have re, have been, has been put in front of me so a number of times, like multiple times. And I always go inward and, and, and focus on self. And I think hopefully this time around, I'm, I'm learning that when you're in your worst Day, you know, mindset and your worst frame of mind and you're having a bad day and things are good and you're catching every red light yeah. and, you, and people you know what i'm saying if you can take that instant and step outside yourself and somehow understand that that the power in that moment to like go with the negativity and go with all the bad things is easy it's the e it's the because it's the way things are going so you can just but if you can find the strength in that moment to somehow see the 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 silver lining or somehow carry that energy into like letting someone go in front of you you know or whatever the case may be something little like that i've seen the power of that and it's it's orders of magnitude to speak in a mathematical term that I probably should not, <laughs> but it's orders of magnitude more powerful than going with the negative negativity. And I think that 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 is, is so prevalent in our society today that the things that um, are easy to focus on are, are highlighted on our TV and our media and whatnot. And we all have to take personal responsibility for that and understanding that when you can step out and and find the time to make someone else smile or make it not about yourself. I found that to be it's the most healing. It's the most difficult, but it's it's. Well, can be the most difficult, I guess, for me sometimes anyways. I'll speak for myself. But it's also the most powerful because when you can step out outside of yourself and realize that we're all, at the end of the day, it's all one big unit, like for right. real. And I know that's, again, macro versus micro and so on, but that that's where the real power lies. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Throughout just getting back into the game and kind of starting up at, Barracu at Barracuda, did you find yourself kind of stepping outside of yourself and – asking more insightful questions to get uh, better and understand the people that you were working with more? Because I'm sure that was like quite a shift and new people, yep. new industry, and also new customers. You know, the, to be honest with you, and, I, and I'll kind of allow myself to be vulnerable, you know, on this, on this, on the podcast, but I have been a knucklehead. Like literally I feel like I've, I've been given the gift of learning the lessons, but then I somehow it through life's you know tediousness or whatever the case may be i i end up forgetting them and then find yep. myself back at similar in similar realms that i need to oh oh man like oh no and i think it's for a lack of not necessarily acknowledging but to understanding my team uh, or the team i should say right and my the position i play you know i'll tell a story real quick i was a sports star from the very early until my early teens you know like and i mean i you know all-star pitcher, six eight lefty. Well, not six eight then, but six uh, much taller. You know, I'm center. I'm all my school <laughs> pitchers. I'm back row center, gangly. <laughs> but my dad wasn't a real big supporter of of my sports early on. He came to games. Don't get me wrong. He was great. But I just that thing you noticed that disconnect. And when I played junior college basketball, I had never played organized basketball before, mm -hmm. and I didn't start. And I wasn't even the sixth man my first year. Like, I, I'm, I was lucky to get a few minutes. And my dad came to every game. Wow. And and then I w moved away for a year. I came back. I ended up playing three years for under the same coach, Coach Mike Lagarza, amazing man. I, that's another story. But mm -hmm. And so the last game I played at home or, you know, at the at the stadium or at the, the gymnasium in, in, in Redwood City, 
my dad was there and I think I got like, I don't know, two minutes or three, I don't even, it was something nominal to me at my, in my young te- or late teenage, early, yeah, I was late teenager. Right. And I was like, dad, I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? I, you came and he's like, son, I'm more proud of you tonight than I've ever been of you in any of your sports and any accolades you've ever reached before. And I'm going to, I'll get emotional thinking about this, but, and he said, you didn't, you didn't play. He said, but you were up off the bench and you were cheering on your teammates. And when there was timeouts, you brought water to whoever and you, and you played the, you know what I mean? You, you know, and I was like back then, and I'll be honest, I was like, what? <laughs> like wow. you're tripping. But and I, I do get emotional thinking about it now. And because he was, my dad instilled those kind of lessons throughout my life and I didn't appreciate them until many, many years later. And yeah. now he thinks I'm making fun of him when I say, you talk to me about, he talked to me in cliches. Like, he'd be like, dad, your business partner, he like, he's got 50 cars and 50 houses. And my dad would, he'd flip his newspaper down, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Crisp, crisp dial so he could right. see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he'd say, son, I've had more money and I've had less money. You know, and he, yeah. and I found a place I was comfortable and, you know, and that's it. You know, whatever. And I'd be like, what? You know, right. <laughs> but then later in life, you go, oh, OK, because there's certain things that, that, that become necessary in, in this realm, in this world, in order to attain certain things. You know, what I'm saying you have to be willing to do certain things. And if you're not willing to do them, then be happy with where you're at. You know, what I'm saying. And, and so I think I rambled off on the from the subject there, but I had to get that story with my dad. And because that was oh. so poignant f- yeah. for me, you know, because like, yeah. I didn't understand it. it made every it made all the times I thought he was dissing me as a youngster mm-hmm. where I was the star and acting like a fool and being taught the wrong lessons by my coaches who let me not come to practice and start anyways, or, you know, not do what the rest of the team had to do and let me play anyways, you know, which were, are not lessons that adults should be teaching children period and hard lessons learned, but, but strong lessons, you know? And so when he, you know, looking back on it now, I, and I understand a lot more of what he was doing, what he was trying to, he was trying to save me from myself, you right. know? So, yeah thanks for sharing that really that was a really good story yeah thank you yeah oh i was just gonna really kind of dig and what i'm curious as to like have you found that story helpful kind of just throughout phases of like just a journey of life well you know if you think and again i i've had a hard time stepping outside of myself and and getting out of my own gravity you know in order to see the larger picture and the things that are unfolding you know outside of my little myoscopic view of things and that's been a recurring issue that i've had to address but that story comes up and it helps me relate to myself you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day whether i'm talking to you or you are you know a homeless person on the street or whatever Ultimately, there's a lesson. You're, you're, it's a reflection of, in, in, of who you are in some form or fashion, however far out you, you need to go to get there, right? And I don't know, you know, I, be, I personally believe that. I don't know that it's tr- it holds true throughout the world, but I can't get caught up in that because so I, it, I find that it re- reminds me of myself. And every time I get out of focus or, or too big for my head or whatever the case may be, whatever all the all the the things that transpire end up leading me back to those ki- those core stories that bring me back in focus and 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 in tune with who I am you know what I'm saying so that's how that's how how it's replayed in my life I think going deep I know <laughs> yeah well you know what I saw the the Will Rankin podcast <laughs> yeah. and I was like okay this is, but that seems to be the the theme of 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 what you guys are doing and by the way thank you I know you guys have the pick of the litter of security industry in the valley you guys you know both very successful and, and achieved 
um, great things. And so I appreciate the, the, the slot. It's, it means a lot. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate you coming out. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah, and you guys are tucked up in the in the East Hills. Like, so it's, it's, it was it – was, it was, it was, I, I, I thought he's a military guy, so my, my basketball coach and my dad, if you're five minutes early, you're late. Yeah. Right? And so I'm, I'm terrible – at that so i made a point of leaving work at a certain time and i made a point of being here on time so hopefully maybe that's the, the turning point so, i needed you know, <laughs> you know what's so funny because like i'm 15 minutes early for everything right and so i'm always showing up to his place or at the studio somewhere like showing up 15 30 minutes early, minutes yeah. early. <laughs> sometimes i'll show up 30 minutes early but he, he hates it uh, he, he's like a right on time type of guy i show up 15 <laughs> minutes early i'm like oh we started early and chris is like no we didn't yeah <laughs> we my coach would have uh my basketball coach if you were five literally if you were five minutes early you were late so like he would practice started at whatever three or whatever it was and if you weren't dressed and not tying your shoes not like you know tucking in or whatever and if you weren't there that he would blow the whistle and you were running liner so that's something that gets lost on me continuously but i'm trying to get better because i think that makes you know you have to be respectful of other people's time that's a huge lesson in my life if if i'm five minutes late that's disrespectful to you and you you know what i mean like that's saying that those five minutes because you only get a i'll share another good story i traveled for work for many many years for 200 plus days a year and i was at the airport in seattle i want to say and there was a belligerent guy wasted like in the security line he didn't even make it (laughs) <laughs> into the airport oh, wow. and they were they weren't going to let him on the plane and he was ah, bah, 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 and you know and there were, the line was he was holding up the line for sure yeah and this tsa woman and i and i have some some prime jokes about tsa people but i, I won't go there she said sir she said she said the good lord only gave you a finite amount of words in this lifetime please don't waste any of them on me and i was like oh wow, I was like, wow. but that being said towards the time you only have a limited amount of time on you know on this planet so what you choose to do with your time and and how you respect other people's time is important right because you know those five minutes you know you could have spent with a loved one or telling someone that you love them or how much they mean to you or what they taught you or you know i'm saying so and those are things that if you could live in that all the time because i i get deep but then i get shallow you know i'm saying because you it's hard to function at that you know at that level all the time because right. you know there's certain arenas that call for it and then there's certain arenas that call for you to put on your exterior shell and be like okay let's do what we got to do or whatever you know so I, I think there's a really deep message in there because when you show up early when you wake up early when you give yourself time it's not only time and respect for others but it's respect for yourself to get warmed up sure mm-hmm. like if you're five minutes early we had a nice conversation yep. no rush we we're like all right let's let's chat a little bit so that builds more synergy to this conversation absolutely i was 10 mm-hmm. minutes early for the record he's gonna cut your shirt <laughs> But real quick, and I'll uh, just to maybe f- to another topic, but allowing the, the vulnerability piece, allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Like when I tell these stories, there's a piece of my mind that goes, oh, man, you're being soft. You know, like don't tell a strength story. Tell this, but those are the stories, like allowing yourself to be vulnerable, oftentimes unlock things in a conversation or in, in an event yeah. What would they end up being so much more rewarding than if you put on that, you know, the the hard m&m exterior or whatever you know what i mean right yeah no and people notice it i mean this conversation is is fantastic and i think people are really going to appreciate the message the the vulnerability i mean we talk about brene brown all the time and you know her her the stuff that she puts out is amazing and so i I think that's key for building 
like legitimate relationships. And I think I can tell from you, like you're you're just not a sales guy. You're not just a guy that I'm just trying to build a relationship. I'm going to say thank you to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, so how do you how do you build rapport? How do you get to know people that are deep in tech? Because there's so many different types of personalities in the Bay. How sure. how do you reach different personalities? Sure. So. Again, there's those that like I identify immediately. I only have so many cycles, and now at K2, where my cycles are so much more stretched in terms of what I have to get try to get done in them, that I have, I'll identify people that okay, this is not going to happen in any amount of time that I'm trying to to, to, to spend on this person. So, because and that's unfortunately that's the case. Like, mm-hmm. but more often than not, as a sales guy, and and I'll I'll say the reason I said thank you to the not not sales guy is that I work with a group of highly pedigreed gentlemen that are all, a lot of them postdoctorate or, or whatever, all very uh, accomplished East Indian. All all of them came from East India at some point, mm-hmm. uh, some point of their journey, right? Right. And through through my conversations, and it is silent. Like it's a different it's a different uh, you know environment that I'm used to working in. So. A guy like me, I'm often I get uncomfortable in silence. You know, I'm like, right. <sighs> you know, so so I'm try I try to make things conversations and whatnot, and I still tell them I'm like, if I can figure out when, why you guys are laughing when you're laughing, I'll have like made it to another level because I don't. There's a cultural difference, but they said right. to me, two of them at, at different occasions said to me, you're not like a normal sales guy, mm-hmm. and I was like, thank you. And I think that the key to to reaching people on any level, because it's their different languages spoken, and I'm not talking yep. literally. I'm talking, you know, culturally and and across. Uh, there's so many different different communications that happen in terms of body language, in terms of eyesight, in terms of direct. I mean, there's so many. It's vast, and so I try to find, you know, the the, the typical sales go, hey, uh, you know, like that that is like for when you're drinking at a bar and it's like for a few seconds, but right. I try to find I'll go into someone's office and I'll look around their office and I'll see what's, I'll f- try to identify whether they were big 10 school or big 12 now school, yeah. or if there's a whatever on their desk, something, a car or something that I can common make common ground with and say, Oh, Oh, you like your muscle car guy or you like, right. uh, you like Mustangs or oh that's a 68, you know, or whatever, you know, something yeah. just to establish common ground. That's why. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to go against what I said, but you know, asymmetrical warfare. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, when my, my, when my CTO was like, bring up, a, he's in the military, bring up asymmetrical warfare. I was like, no man, like I'm not going to try to pretend that uh, I know anything about asymmetrical right. warfare, you know? Yeah. But again, he was, he did it in the vein of, of establishing a common link, right? Right. And I find that when, when we're talking about scripting the, the, the dialogue, that's a that's an immediate, you know, most most tech guys in, in particular would be like, eh, like they just know when yep. you're trying to, you know. And so I I kind of just try to open myself up and be vulnerable. And again, I, I, I don't know that vulnerable is necessarily the right word always. Being real, I guess, or yep. um, genuine, you know, mm-hmm. because every, people fall into the – people. My one of my gifts is the gift of gab, and 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 you know I so, I'm a social person, and a lot of people don't have that. So if you're able to help them get there and bring that out, then that's a win, you know, because they it's not that people that are silent or that are socially quote unquote awkward aren't amazing people. They, that's right. just not in their wheelhouse. That's not their thing. And I've found if you can break that initial you know things that separate us and find a commonality and and bring people into the fold your life is going to be enriched so much more by doing that. And so is theirs, hopefully, you know. Yeah. I want to ask both of you guys a question. Do you like building relationships online 
or in person more? Like emails, messages. Is it easier for you to connect with people online or in person? I guess I'll go first. For me, 100% in person. Just because I do like to disconnect from technology. I Mm -hmm. think that it's not uncommon for someone to mention, hey, Ron's a little hard to get a hold of, like, through technological means. But in person, like, kind of building rapport and identifying what's important to someone, I I really enjoy hearing about names. Like, I I like to hear the story of someone's name. Like, that's a kind of a cool name, like, or that's the same name as me. I just met a guy that told me today on the call that his middle name was Ronald. So, Mm. like, then he got into the story of his both of his grandparents and... Mm. It's just you, you never know what you're going to uncover, especially in person. But I do like to connect over LinkedIn, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn is, yeah, LinkedIn's yeah. a go-to for me. Yeah. And I, I'm 100% in person, too. And only because uh, I've been catfished so many times. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but honestly, I think that there is, there are, and again, I'm, I'm going to mess up the number, but there are over 100 different chemical interactions that happen just when you meet someone and I'm not talking about a female or male or whatever I'm saying just person in person pheromones and whatnot and there's an energy that's created we all have an you know an EMF that we that surrounds us that we are are, is part of us when we're electrical beings and I read an interesting thing that we we all have a measurable electromagnetic current right and Mm -hmm. um, the sum total of my EMF and yours is is less than the sum total of mine and yours when we're touching. So if I we if, mm. I, if I was shaking your hand or right. giving you a hug, there's actually energy created there, which is, I mean, that's my, that yeah. is you know, and that's and that's th- that that statement in and of itself is, is why I'm 100 percent in person. But it's it's just fascinating to think that that you know. You, you know the, the sum total is when we're like this, but you create energy. You know, I mean that's that is just amazing to me and so that i'm 100 percent in person you know but again i'd use linkedin and i'm just i I, i'm not as good you know what i mean like because there's only some words are especially words without context or words without emotion because like if i say hey and you don't see my face going hey and i'm like hey i mean it could be you know words don't you know there's no contextual emotional context behind social media right yep so that how about you I would say it's it's a blend of both, and I'll say why. I feel like when I'm amongst a large swath of people, in person, I, I actually, I struggle. Like, I've talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. Like, being at those, like, mixers and stuff, I fail at those every time. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But from uh, a digital perspective, that's where I, I seem to thrive. Like, talking to large amounts of people, trying to get a message as, as wide as possible. But in person, I'm all about the small groups, like, just, you know, us having this conversation here, you know, talking with one person, like having a deep, deep conversation. That That's that's probably my favorite, though. Nice. And, and you know, the, the, what I mentioned about the creation of, of electro measurable electricity in a large group, that pertains to, right? So it's hard, much harder to control that, right? So because if things start going sideways, right, the, right. It, you know, it, it can go real sideways. Yep. So, and I'm, I'm sure that happens online as well, too, but... Yeah, for me, I feel like I feel like not only an amateur, but like an infant when it comes to the whole social thing. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I I knew life before internet. Like, I right. you know I mean, so I've seen kind of what it's done to the paradigm socially, uh, at least in a in a limited view. But I remember what it was like. I mean, I I remember I had a hundred plus phone numbers. I can still remember my friend Jason Carmichael five nine two oh seven one five. I'm like I can say that now because there's no no, right, yeah. no landlines <laughs> anymore. Like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. People are gonna blow up that phone line, but. 
And now, if I don't, if my smartphone, if I, if I break the screen or if I lose it or whatever, I'm like, <clears throat> I, I've got like three numbers that Nothing. I can call. Like, who can yeah. bail me out of jail? Right. <laughs> and my brother. Yeah. Right. So, or whatever. I'm teasing, but so I, I think that there's pros and cons, but you either adapt and, and understand the way things are going, and you find a way to, because it's like we talked about teamwork too when it comes to security posture, but teamwork in life, like you don't have one without the other in anything like the, the yin yang of life. Like there is not through lightness, dark, you know, mm -hmm. they, they, they don't exist. So understanding that there's a place for everyone. We get so what's it called polarized, you know, and it, especially with current, current events going on, I was listening to the impeachment trial, which I just literally had to turn off. Cause I was just like, wow. Like, but polarization is, is extremely unhealthy as far as I'm concerned. Like it's so easy to see the differences in things, but finding the commonalities, like there's real power in that, you know, in the thing that most opposite yours, if you can find, you know, that one thing that you can, you know, find, you know, that holds us together, that holds the tapestry of all things together, that's, there's huge power in that, you know? Yeah. So again, I went deep on Ron. Yeah. Ron's like, God, he's like trying to lighten up. How about them Niners? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very enlightened in here. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was just the lights. I'm getting, it's getting a little hot. But no, but, and let me take the time again to, because I, I get very cerebral, right? Mm -hmm. And to the point of oftentimes inaction, like I get paralyzed in my, in my thought and I right. want and I'm, I've been, as I've invested, you know, research you guys and whatnot, and I see all the action that you guys have put in place, man, you know, I, it, it helps me to be better because I'm like, whoa, bro, you need to really like take what you got and give it back and whatnot. But so I see my own shortcomings, but I really want to give you guys kudos because although you say you're socially, that's not your forte. Like I, I noticed you were at the CI, C, city conference, uh, this, the CTI conference, CTI yeah. conference this, this week and whatnot. And man, you, you, you guys, you do an amazing job. Both of you, you've, you've done some, some awesome things. And if I can, if this is going to be the year, right, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a year where I, I, I give back, you know, and so that's lessons you can learn from anyone, you know, and just looking at your path, your you know, researching you guys, that's what I came up with. I was like, wow, these guys are really active. Like, you know, that's, it's awesome. So you guys should both, you know, take a bow, get, pat yourselves on the back. You guys do good stuff. Really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, so thanks for being on the show. Uh, I did want to give you a moment to, if you wanted to talk about K2, what your guys' mission is, and, and, and sort of how to stay in contact with you sure. and the company. Thank you. I, it was funny. I had a good joke for because I saw that you do that at the end of every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but since you since you roped K2 into it, too, I'm, I, I won't be able to use it. I'll tell you off. Okay. <laughs> but um, thank you. No, so, so K2, we do web application security. We're, we're a runtime solution, and it's, it's a kind of a niche what we do and in people associated with rasp the, the first iteration yep. of rasp and we've kind of we've <laughs> these gentlemen have, have put together a technology that kind of gets a, a lot of the stereotypical things like you know latency and false positives and whatnot out of that piece the runtime piece so it's i, I i've been calling it you know next generation runtime which mm -hmm. they don't like the next generation things <laughs> you know like, but but and you know the 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 at an additional layer at runtime it doesn't make a lot of sense to do or there's only so much a network layer security can do on an application level and if mm -hmm. you're you know so having um, something at runtime that's looking at the you know api calls and, and yep. whatnot makes a lot more sense so thank you for that shout out because we are uh, you know it's a great technology i believe in it i believe in the, the group of guys my ceo and the, the rest of them they're you know, um, they're all great guys and it's, there's a lot of good technology and, and the dies on the vine, if it doesn't get the right, 
you know, exposure. Yep. So um, that's our mission. And then get a hold of me. I really wanted to use that joke, but uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm um, I'm Daniel dot Mead uh, M E A D E. So the binder paper with an E two one two two at Gmail is and uh, my Daniel M at K two I O dot com. So okay. thank you guys for having me. Honestly, yes, thank, thank you so much. Pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely, and we'll see everybody next week. 